When a cub's behavior takes a turn for the worst, it's hard for parents to know what to do first. It really is. And there's some crying kids on the uh, underneath the poem. There's this, I think the picture underneath the poem in this book pretty much encapsulates the theme of this book, which is two kids who got what they want. They're crying, but they're smiling at each other because they came out on top in the end. I think the theme of the book, my favorite part of this whole book is the cover because the cover has a picture of the family and the kids throwing a tantrum, but the best part of the whole thing is that right underneath the title, it has a little marketing thing where it says, bonus, stickers inside. So in case it's not enough to get a book, you can also get stickers. This is the only time I've ever seen this, and it's in a book about too much stuff. Yeah, it's popular with books like this. It's just like a way of like, we know you hate reading, so here's some stickers to ruin your book with. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez. Alana and I are in a public place. In a store. In a store. In a food store, just like in the book. Why are we in a store? Should we talk about why we're in a store? Why are we in a food store? A food store. We're in a food store because we're hungry. No, we're in a food store because it's thematically appropriate to the... Uh, it is. It's sort of kind of the scene of the crime. Yeah. Except that because we're in South Minneapolis, we're in a food co-op, co-op with like co-op. organic kale. and. But I brought this up before. I've seen more misbehaving children in this food store than I've seen in many other food stores. Maybe it's because it's a smaller store, so they're kind of like always like right there. But... Uh, I don't want to like call out the name of the store though. So we're in a food oh, oh, we're in a cooperative okay. food store. Okay. Where I've seen many uncooperative children. I and I I have not. I guess I guess to me it means that like kids are kids. Yeah. You know, whether or not you're begging for the newest Transformer doll or the newest issue of Yoga magazine. I don't know what it's they sell here. <laughs> a woven a woven hemp bunny. <laughs> oh, I've had times because they do have little toys here yeah. and little things. Yeah, we were once here and I was like, ooh, let's get, they have these little hand knitted finger puppets that are adorable and are probably from, I don't know, like Guatemala for, no, I'm serious. You're laughing at me. And I was, we were gonna get them for a birthday party. And then of course, you know, it's hard to give things away. If, you know, I'm like, we'll pick them out. And she's like, how many can I have? And I'm like, nope, this isn't about you. Yeah. Or, you know, I wanted this and I wanted that. And I have been guilty of, making come making sure I come here alone so I don't have to deal with the whining and badgering which I don't think is good in the long run I think in the long run you just got to be like no you're coming and you're not getting anything yeah but it's just constant negotiation I think that's the thing here they end up with a rule and this way you don't have to have the negotiation that's true that's true and I don't know if that's really best do you know what I mean? Like in real life, like you were talking about your mom. In real life, sometimes you have the negotiation, sometimes you get get well, maybe it. Maybe it's you maybe don't. it's because there's you can find the ground between rule and negotiation. Like there can be like a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't always have to be like one or the other. It can be like you know what? Let's talk about this. Right. Here in the grind yeah. your own peanut you butter know what? aisle. We actually got you something last time, and yeah, we're not going to do it this time. So that's why we're in a food store. A food store. Is this the Berenstain Bears get the gimmies? It is from 1988, and this is a wow, this is a, this is quite a book. I've I've known this book for years. It really stands out as an example of 
questionable parenting, I think. I don't know. I don't know. What, what do you think about it? I think, like, I think it's a little, a little more, how do I say this? It's a little just sort of thin. How do, how do you mean thin? I feel like there's not that much going on in this book. It's like one straightforward storyline. There's no characters except the nuclear family. And the shifty the shifty cat salesman. Oh, well, sure. So this is like, this is, I, I think this book really breaks brother and sister's characters a little bit. Like they are, they act like, like in a way that we've never seen brother and sister behave and never will again. They act like miscreants, like in a, in a way that, I don't know, I think it's a bold representation of the characters. <laughs> like you're really just breaking your heroes for the audience. But uh, yeah, so uh, what's... I, I, they also really bookend it with talking about how it's the parents' fault. Well, they bookend it with... kind of weird. Yeah, they bookend it with like this like reassurance, like the, the bears love each other very much. Like we just want to get it out of the way that this is not about like a hateful family. Like these are... This is a loving family, but you're about to see some stuff go down that you might not be comfortable with. Well, right, but also it's like because the parents are too permissive, that's why the kids act. Right, way. right, and it's a so it's a book about that's positioned as being about permissive parenting, that ends with the solution that is simply to me permissive parenting, like it's planful. It's permissive planful parenting. permissive parenting. The three, the triple B, the Berenstain Bears in planful permissive parenting. But I just don't get it. Like, this is a book for kids, right? Not for parents. So, like, what is this teaching the kids? Uh, see, to me, this falls more in line with, like, Berenstain Bears forget their manners. It's it's really a book for adults. Like, here's a problem you may have, and we've come up with a solution for it. Because, I, I don't know. Well, just to fill in the, the listening audience on what actually is happening in this book of books... Uh, brother and sister are little brats. They literally are just throwing temper tantrums left and right to get what they want at stores. Candy and toys and a ride on the bucking duck at the mall. This is also a book that has an example of, uh, of the bears using expressions that I've never heard before that they seem to assume are going to be familiar to parents, such as bucking duck and the gimmies. I've never heard the expression, the gimmies, until Papa just throws it out there like it's a thing. So uh, brother and sister are becoming uh, annoying to their parents because they're constantly demanding more candy, sweets, and toys, and Papa is just giving in. Yeah, and we have that thing that I get so tired of where if you had just left it to Mama, it would have all been perfect because she's perfect. Right. And it's only Papa that, you know, he's sort of doesn't even understand that he's feeding into what he's trying to stop and he's getting upset about it. But meanwhile, she's just the voice of reason. Oh. She doesn't quite have her hands on her hips in every page. She's but angry in almost every page. Close. She has yeah. this look on her face. I mean, I'm not, it's not, I don't know. Well, she's like. That's why I think it's thin. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's just not a lot going on in anyone's character. Yeah, here. so brother and sister are basically the same character. They're just yelling and screaming for stuff. Mama is exasperated. Papa is angry, but he gives in just to quiet them down. Um, there's a new ride at the store. It's not a bucking duck anymore. It's a bucking frog. And they start throwing a tantrum until Papa gives in and right. lets them even, ride. Even though they just got the candy they right. had asked for like five minutes ago. They just got candy. They want to ride on the bucking frog. Um, Papa's like, eh, cubs will be cubs. Mama is, you know, she's like, look, this is, we got to do something. These kids are. Yeah, it's no excuse for jumping up and down and making a scene every time they see something they want. And then she gets interrupted by a peddler, a roving peddler. In the no, middle. by the kids saying they want to get the okay, so, bizarre toy. From so the in the middle peddler. of the uh, in the middle of the parking lot at this grocery store is a roving, a roving street vendor who's set up. It's like the suitcase with the collapsible fold down legs. 
uh, and he's pitching and selling, which I don't think this would actually be allowed. Like, you would have to arrange this with the, the owners of the grocery store. Like, when you see Gr- Girl Scouts selling candy or cookies in front of a grocery store, like, they got permission to do that. Like, so this guy's in the middle of the parking lot. He has a, a twirly mustache and a hat. And he's selling uh, little rubber cats that stick out their tongues when you squeeze them. And the parents are like, no, I'm not going to get you the rubber cats. Like they're still the holding their candy. Right. They're holding boxes of candy. Yeah. They just got to ride on the bucking frog. Papa's like, no. And the kids, sister literally throws herself on the ground, kicking her legs. And brother starts crying and pointing and screaming until Papa, look of humiliation on his face, buckles under and buys these cats. And... Then the kids proceed to annoy them with the with the cats on the ride home. And mama's got this look on her face where like she has the moral high ground somehow, even though she's oh, done I nothing. She's done nothing to, to help the situation, but she's like she's got this look. Like right. if you only listen to right. me. So then they get home and they get a talking to, and then moments after that their grandparents show up with I, toys. I do, I do love this though. I love that Papa gives them a reasonable talking to. Yeah, that's true. It's you know, yeah. you know, more or less reasonable selfish greedy cubs can never be happy because you can't have everything you want all the time life isn't like that yeah he gives them a talking to and it doesn't talks about counting your blessings yeah and uh, he's like do you understand and they say oh yeah yeah no we totally understand and to me that's true like that's what a kid does like you can you're presenting them an abstract concept and they're like sure i mean we follow you it doesn't make us want things any less because that's not the situation we're dealing with Right, because then, so the grandparents show up, and before we even know they have toys, sister and brother run to the front door and say, I like this because they make up their own little syntax here, what'd you bring me? Two words, what'd you bring me? What'd you bring me? What'd you bring me? And then they get told they're having no TV or treats for a year because Papa just loses his Right, and it's it's that weird thing where you get yelled at in front of your grandparents, which is just the most embarrassing thing the papa bellows and all of a sudden mama looks worried like oh yeah. i wasn't expecting things to go this south right and then the grandparents are like uh but what should we do with the stuff we brought for them right a wooden puzzle game in this top which are actually probably the nicest things all day that if they had actually right yeah 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 and, and then so then gramps has to tell the story you were quite a gimme cub yourself when you were right. little so, to Papa Bear. So this is where we get to the expression, the gimmies. And uh, and Papa, so he's like, Mama says brother and sister have a bad case of the gimmies. And then Papa says the galloping, greedy gimmies. The worst case I've ever seen. And at this point, the grandparents, who in reality would be like, I don't understand what you're talking about, are like, oh, yeah, the gimmies. So I assume this is a colloquial term. That like is used in bear country for a for a kid who's spoiled. But yeah, so you were saying so. So they tell the story about how Papa Bear threw an, a very similar fit in roof 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 R U F E old roof grizzlies general store where they sold honey cake liquor sticks molasses apples. I've been pondering on that one all day that does not actually sound like something you'd be like an apple dipped in molasses i can't imagine anything tastier to a child obviously living on the prairie (laughs) right no because it shows a picture of this store and it is like it's the front room of a cracker barrel like yeah yeah yeah, that's that's what we're looking at yeah and papa is wearing a a child variation on the clothes he always wears oh you're right and grandma and grandpa gramps and gram they have on they look like they walked out of the set of the... Well, he looks like... Gramps looks like he walked out of the set of the Music Man with one yes. of those straw hats. And Gramps looked like she walked off the set of Filler on the Roof. Like, she's got, like, <laughs> shuttle clothing on. And she's the weirdest pierced 
bear ear I've ever seen. That's a really she, odd She looks like the, she, he looks like he came out of the music man because he's wearing a straw boater. She looks like she just stepped off like their their river boat. And it's going to try to fleece some of the locals. I don't know what's going on. But you know that they're younger. They're wearing the exact same clothes they wore to the Bears house. You know they're younger, though, because they are not wearing their square-framed glasses. Oh, you're right. The square-framed glasses, so which mean right. old bear. And, uh, you're so right. And so in this flashback, Papa is doing the same thing. He is, he is on the floor at Roof Grizzly's uh, general store throwing a fit. Pitching a fit, as my Pitching parents would have said. And so the, but, but Gramps and Gran had worked out a deal. Yeah. With with Papa to fix this problem. Why don't you go ahead and explain this this brilliant parental? So the deal is that they decide on a treat ahead of time. It could be a sweet or a toy or a book, and that was it for the day. But if he came down with the gimmies, they went right home, and he got nothing. Yeah, and Mama says that sounds like a pretty good plan to me, and Papa says me too. The kids who've been eavesdropping on this conversation the whole time after being sent up to their room, so uh, disobeying their parents in that <laughs> That's regard. That's right. Tiptoe back to their room thinking, that sounds okay to them too. And of course it sounds okay to them. Because it means that every single time they get taken anywhere by their parents, they are going to get a book or a toy or a treat. Like that's the deal. Instead of you throwing a fit in the, in the uh, grocery store, we'll just decide before we even get in there that we're going to buy you something cool. Uh, and not like a, not like a lollipop. Like... The next time we see them, brother has a new book on dinosaurs, and sister's got a brand new box of crayons. Yeah, like a, they just a, added like twenty dollars to each shopping trip. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, this is a yeah between fifteen and twenty bucks. That's your that's yeah. your that's your deal to not have screaming kids. So I have mixed feelings about it because what I do like about it is it is teaching you think ahead, you decide what you want to get, mm -hmm. you get it, and you're done. So. What it would do that's positive is kind of break that cycle of you see it, you want it, you get it, but then you see the next thing and you want that and then you want to get that too. Yeah. You know, so it's a little more thoughtful. But yeah, it's also just plain weird. Like you don't you don't get you don't get like a prize just for like making it to the store every day. Yeah, like you know? to me like the the you just say, Look, for previous books, you two have been at home alone taking care of just, we're not gonna take you to the grocery store anymore. Like you won't get anything. Stay at home. We'll go grocery shopping. Well, so that doesn't really address it either, though. There are times that I've taken that approach, and I say, wow, it sure is easier to go to the store alone. But then the kid isn't learning to deal with the temptation. No. I think this book I think this book is a book of huge missed opportunities, yes. and I think that's what bothers me about it. So what is true in – I mean, this book was, what, like 1988? 88. Yeah, okay. So I can't imagine this has gotten any less in the – intervening years you know everywhere you turn there's something telling you something you should want or something you actually do yeah. want and they they bring up the things they bring up the advertising on the tv they bring up um toys food games but they don't make connections like one connection would be uh, one of the things they're wanting is candy and you know in other books mama's talked about you can't have just all candy all the time right right so even like what if they wanted candy every trip that actually wouldn't be cool right you know like crayons are not a bad thing you know they're creative right, and, right, you know what right. i mean like so it's and then that thing of i've certainly seen that happen where yeah. the kid is holding the thing and then sees the next thing and wants the thing and you're like i just i got you a thing you're holding it right now yeah you're holding the thing that i we haven't even gotten out of this story that, yet and that happened to me not a thing. week ago <laughs> it happened to me probably not a day ago but 
it doesn't really address that. And that's also kind of why it annoys me about saying, oh, those parents, they just say yes too much. Like, no, it's like there's a thing where kids need to learn that you can't always just see every, you will want things. Yeah. You can't have all the things you want, not because just maybe we don't want to spend the money on it or your house will be overrun with too many things or it's too much junk food, but just because you need to learn that inner way of addressing your own right. desires. And so I understand, like, I understand that Gramps and Grand's plan is at least a plan. Yeah, right. Like, it's at least, like, let's stop and think before we go and you'll decide what you want. So it addresses, it kind of addresses that issue of, like, and if you ask for something else, then you're just not getting anything. And we're going to say this before we get to the store. We're going to say this before things come to a head. It's that thing where it's like always talk about things when it's not at its emotional right. peak. So you're not yelling. Um, and I get that. But probably what really bugs me about it is the way at the very end they go back to the grocery store and the cubs have gotten their booty. Yeah. And a, they see a cub throw a tantrum in the middle of the line, just like they did not a day ago, kicking and screaming. And sister says, what outrageous, disgraceful, embarrassing behavior. May we leave? And brother says, yeah, let's get out of here. And as they're clutching their, as they're clutching their prizes. Yeah. And then the, the shot as they're leaving is Papa with a sly smile on his face, mama with a frown, brother and sister eyeing each other with these looks of triumph. And it, it ends on a really, to me, this is a sour note. Like, brother and sister look like they've gotten away with something. Yeah. Like, we threw enough fits that Mama and Papa finally just said, fine, we'll just buy you something every time we go out. And that Papa's like, well, that worked. And Mama's like, oh, like, this kind of backfired on me. Like, we just ended up buying the kids more stuff. Yeah. And I think that's... I don't know if it's supposed to end that way. Like if we're supposed to be like, oh, those kids, they put one over on me. But I don't think so. But it's reinforced by this final image and by the first image of brother and sister holding ice cream cones or lollipops or whatever in the very beginning of the book, holding mama's hand, crying and smiling at each other. Like, Oh, you're right. Like, yeah. You, they, like, well, we put on a good show there. That worked pretty they well. They know they got away with it. They know they got away with it. And uh, and and like the Too Much Junk Food book, the book starts with this amazing spread of all the wonderful things the kids want. Yeah, you're right. Like, it positions the notion that the world is full of wonderful things you should want. Like, these aren't presented as temptations. These are presented as... This is this is awesome stuff. Like, there's a lot of awesome stuff in the world. Let's figure out how to yeah, get like it. Yeah, like they didn't show those little cat things from the weirdo vendor falling apart the next day, like you know they would have. Right, right. And they didn't show a conversation with the grandparents that would have been pretty nice to have to say, "We so appreciate your guys' visit, and your visit is the best gift we could have, and we're gonna save that toy for their next birthday party." Right, you know what I right. Mean? I mean that that's what that's where I'm saying the missed. Yeah, they never follow you know I mean? up on like, the whole like. There could be a whole book about the kids having that reaction to Gramps and Grand coming right. over. Right. Or about you're going to see a lot of marketing in your life aimed at you yep. as a kid. And, you know, like there's no like media awareness. Or, they just say there's there's lots of commercials and that makes you want stuff. Let's move on to all how you can get that stuff that you want. Yeah. You or know? like, look at, let's, let's go up to your room and let's look at all the stuff you've bought over the last like few months. And look, this cat has fallen apart. Right. It's just over in the corner. Look, those crayons, you have uh, three boxes of crayons you don't need. These dinosaur books are fine, but you can go to the library. If we hadn't bought all this stuff, 
you might have been able to save up, you know, we might be more inclined to think about that new bike you've been talking about or, you know, brother's been wanting a new video game or something. And like, we don't, we don't have the means to get you kids everything you want, but we're happy to buy you stuff every once in a while. But all this little stuff you keep asking for, that's just, you know, you're, you don't seem to appreciate anything we've done. So that really affects the, there's a, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of conversations you can have with this book, but it just sort of brushes right. over. I, I right. guess I, and again, keeps putting it back on the parents. Like the parents create the parents alone did not create this. Right. And they, I'm probably a little oversensitive to this, but probably anyone who's got a kid has been the parent with the kid throwing the tantrum. Yes. And you know, that sometimes letting that kid throw the tantrum is actually what you need to do. The last thing you need is every person in the store going, oh, those parents, they probably just created that problem themselves. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that that's actually, I mean, <laughs> I think people that don't have kids might think that, but probably that is honestly, everyone's going through their head is like, oh, that poor person, I've been there, right? But but this is like reinforcing the other way. Like, right. yup, you dug your hole there. Well, and it also is reinforcing the notion that buying your kids something special is it always a negative? Like, because Papa's doing... It's not do even it. special. If you're going to do that every time you go to the grocery store... But also, like, Papa's like, oh, kids will be kids. Like, right. just got to shut them up. I like buying nice things for my kids. Like, I like doing it. Like, I think it's fun to go to Target every once in a while and be like, you know what? Let's buy a little Sum Sum. Those are little collectible figures for kids, by the way. If you're not a parent, they're little collectible figures. Or here's a Shopkins. It's $3 out of my pocket, and I just like it. Like, it's fun. Like, I just... Well, I think what you're trying to say is it was special, and if it's routine, it's not special. Right, right. It, well, it just becomes a way to shut kids up. Well, not only that. If it's like every time you go to the grocery store, you get some milk, you get some eggs, you get a toy, then it's not a special thing. It's yeah. just part of your routine. You know, this is making me think... It's funny. At first second, I thought you meant like, why are you getting the kids milk and eggs? Oh. Like, that's not special. <laughs> no. This time we're going to get you some eggs. Right. <laughs> right. This made me think of a different book that I think we actually have a couple of different versions of the same book because I think it's based on like a folk tale about like... Joseph had an overcoat. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that one? And it's, um, so I can't recommend it well because I don't know who wrote it. And maybe we can look up a title later. But it's a, it's a, it's a folk tale about a family where the kid, the guy, they get a new coat. And then as it wears out, they turn it into a jacket. And then when it turns out, wears out, they turn it into a vest. And then when it wears out, they turn it into a necktie and then into a, handkerchief and then into a button yeah. and then in the end they lose the button and they're so sad and then they turned it into that story and it's yeah. a it, it's a really sweet story but what i like about it is that is actively it, it's not telling you what not to do it's telling you what you can do i was thinking about when you were saying go look at all the crayons you already have and i could imagine i could go yeah but those are broken and worn down and it's like well you can still color with crayons that are worn down. They color just as well. Or maybe let's melt them down and turn them into, what is it you can turn them into? I can't remember. I have no new crayon or I can't remember. This thing I have no idea what you're I don't, I'm not a crappy. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it, no, they're yeah. Not a, like, again, they're not addressing any of the underlying things. Yeah, they're there's a million a different things they could have plan. covered in this. And they sort of, right. they, what you said, they, they wrote a thin book um, that doesn't really address anything. It just comes up with a quick fix. And I'm going to go from a, from a literary perspective. I'm going to say this is not the way Brother behaves. We just read a book where Brother wanted space grizzlies. And in order to get what he wanted, he worked extra jobs. He saved up his money. Like you see him being thrifty and a saver and a kid who, when he wants something, he puts thought into it and 
works out a way to get it himself. Like we've known Brother Bear to be that way. And so for all of a sudden him to just roll on the ground and scream and jump up and down in a store just seems completely at odds with the character that we've established already in the series. Even Sister, like Sister's not a, no. she doesn't go off like this. Like, Well, because this behavior is more what you see from like a two or three year old. Yeah, this is like toddler behavior. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're just sort of confused. It's like, it's, it's as if the Berensteins were like, you know what we haven't addressed? Right. Kids being jerks in stores. Let's, right. let's just write one real quick. Right, like whining probably would have been more age-appropriate. Yeah. Or not appropriate, but age-realistic behavior. Yeah. But I will say this. I love the bucking duck. I love the squeezable tongue rabbit. Tongue cats. I love the creepy weirdo mustachioed the, vendor. The mustachioed vendor. Um, you get to see how a bear's mustache grows. It grows incorrectly. And I think it's... It's a goofy book, but it's one that the kids have always enjoyed hearing. Seriously? Really? Yeah. I think because brother and sister act like brats in it. Um. And it's kind of fun to see little kids acting like brats. And you get, the kids get to see, get to feel the way brother and sister feel at the end, which is morally superior to brother and sister throughout the book. Because kids always think, I never act like that. Like Mitzi reads this book and she's like, Yeah those jerks like and like even though like she's well aware of the fact that she has behaved like this in stores from time to time so uh i don't consider it a great lesson i think it's fun to get a peek into papa bear's childhood is anyone in real life named roof (laughs) is that how you say it maybe it's short for rufus oh maybe rufus grizzly's general store yeah again it's one of those things where, like i guess grizzly's just a really common bear last name because yeah how old is pot like they sell pickaxes in this they're selling store. well he did grow up in the mountains like remember they used to live in, in a cave oh. in the mountains like, no i did not remember there's like one of those pot-bellied stoves. there's a pot-bellied stove there's shovels there's a vat full of i don't know what exactly there's honey cake there's molasses like you're given the idea that papa bear grew up extremely rural like in the mountains this is a small town ta- small yeah store. yeah yeah because then that supermarket that they go to i'm always mystified by this because they seem now to live sort of in the country but this is such a 80s suburban shopping mall yeah that they're like yeah. they're like you can see like 20 cars in the parking lot where that vendor has yeah, set up it's a shopping center and they mentioned going to the mall in this yeah. like they, there's a mall like this and is and then they go back to their treehouse and it's really it's a weird book. Yeah, you, you have a feeling that the burbs have crept. Like there's a lot yeah. of like suburban creep into their into their world. This is not the world that they moved to in the Berenstain Bears moving day. This is the this is later. They've uh, they're 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 feeling the push of of modern suburbia, and I think it's reflected in the way the kids are behaving. And uh, this book's a little bit of an indictment, I guess, towards modern spending, modern modern living no i don't think it is and that's the problem do you see what i'm saying there's I no get, I, social commentary in there and that's what's bothering me what i'm getting though is that this is stan and jan berenstain reacting to what they see happening oh, around them sure it's sure. not addressed well because they never had to address it like this right um uh, because their kids were adults at this point like and so they're just ah uh, i've been to the grocery store five times this last month and every time there's been a kid throwing a tantrum in the in the maybe the that's what it is. Aisle. Maybe they personally think. So yeah, I guess this is more like get off my lawn. They're shaking yeah. their fists at the world. This modern society, right? Late '80s, 
kids with their Rubik's cubes and their if wooden only puzzles. Only they'd be like, we were, we were the better parents. This is a kids these days book. It totally is. Yeah. So, and from yeah. that perspective, it makes more sense. So, so I'm surprised to hear you read it voluntarily to anyone. I this is not one that I would say make sure you own. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think it's a classic amongst people because it's such a weird little book. Any of the books where the kids act like weirdos. Well, or the like, phrase "get the gimmies." Yeah, it stands out. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a middle of the road Baron Steinberg book for me. Yeah. So buy it if you want to. Don't thumb, buy it. Thumb sideways. It's a sideways thumb. Yeah. <laughs> the old sideways thumb. It's a new thing we've introduced to this show. Um, but that's it. That's uh, the Baron Steinberg's Get the Gimmies, classic of modern literature. Uh, thank you, Alana, for joining me once again. You're welcome. And uh, you can find us, you know where to go, Facebook, iTunes, the blog. It, we're, we're always there. Uh, we got some more books coming up. We're sneaking into Halloween era, so we're going to have a couple of spooky books coming up. Uh, otherwise, uh, stay tuned for more exciting bear fun, and we will see you next week deep in bear country. <laughs> <laughs>